0: YouTube into the grassroots gardening podcast, which is a gardening entertainment show inside the UK where we talk about how it is to run and operate a gardening business. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes it's just us. Either way, we help keep you company while you're on your grassroots journey. Welcome back. So today we're going to be talking and having a bit of an open discussion. We've got Sam back on from SGM.
1: Hello, guys. You're right.
0: Yeah, good. Thank you. Uh, we're going to just have an open conversation and this is all opinion based and none of us are mystic Meg, but we don't know what's going to happen but we're going to talk about 2023 and what we believe and what we're going to try and do to mitigate the cost of living crisis and the just general ill feeling from the media that we seem to be getting at the moment and I don't think anybody is going to escape this completely but there are things that you can do and there are definitely there's media hysteria out there that we want to try and kabosh as best <laughs> as possible so how, what have you seen any direct impact you guys um on your business so far
1: i've seen definite uh, media are we if it's in the papers and it's on the news, people think it affects them. Yeah. So obviously, we've got customers where, you know, I can tell that uh, they aren't, they're just getting by, you know, they're living pet off a pension you know, month yeah. by month and they have, a couple of people have said about Luke coming a bit less often uh, and unfortunately it falls to us self-employed folk to take the brunt. Unfortunately, I can't really. You know, if someone's saying they can't afford you, what what do you do? <laughs> can't really argue, can you? Yeah, you can't strong arm them. You know, there's yeah. nothing you can do. It's up to us to take the hit, and it's annoying. And it's frustrating. what have you dro- What have they
0: dropped you from? Have they, um, have they tried to go from like fortnightly to monthly, and or oh, like weekly to?
1: uh some people. I had people last year take the Mick where they would want to go from once every two weeks to once every six weeks. Right. Okay. Yeah. We did I did exactly the same. Did you? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We did have to part ways, unfortunately, yeah, on yeah. That because that's just getting out of hand. Uh, I've had customers where they've said about Luke, we can go, you know, instead of going fortnightly. Yeah. I always try and come up with a compromise. So if they're, if they're yeah. grumbling about money and they're saying that they're struggling, then I always see what I can do to sort of, you know, help. Uh, but yeah. I've got to obviously look after myself first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. If no, nobody,
0: nobody begrudges you for that.
1: I normally say to them, so every two weeks, in their mind, it's roughly, you know, two visits a month. So I'll say, well, Luke, how about if we go to once every three weeks? Yeah. And normally, that's still two visits a month. Yeah. Uh, depending yeah, yeah, on how yeah. it falls on the month. So sometimes you can get, a, you know, buy with that sort of style. But I always find the majority of time it's a, it's a flash reaction. They might they'll see yeah. it in the paper, 100%. and I'll give you one example of this before I sort of push off to you guys. One of my customers, she lives in a six-bedroomed bungalow. Yes, yeah. bungalow is huge, and uh, I don't like assuming people's wealth, you know, but I'm going to assume that she's well off. This lady, yeah. Uh, uh, and she said to me a bit back about the cost of living, or, as I've seen it abbreviated on social media, the cosy levy. And That's uh, horrendous, <laughs> it's terrible, indeed. <interest>, absolutely <laughs> absolutely
0: horrendous. Bob, Definitely yeah, going to start
2: Bob. using that.
1: <laughs>
0: Mike, scrub and, uh, that out of the podcast is... just so nobody gets the <laughs> idea or repeating
1: that. Cozzy the oh. What do you think the title is going to be? That's horrendous. And this lady, she's sitting very pretty, nice big house. She's been telling me about how she's cooking once a week, heating the oven up once a week. Uh, You know, she's having the lights off at night. She's not heating the house, stuff like that. And it's a reaction to what she's seen in the paper, basically. Because it went away after a couple of weeks, you know. And I think people are susceptible to it. I think it is dangerous for us for our industries basically when people read into it and then they believe it and then the first thing they cut back is normally those guys unfortunately
0: yeah and i mean i get you know like if there's a month where i'm not struggling for payroll but i've had to subsidize out of the savings the payments to you know myself tom and whoever out of so basically, I've got slightly less money than what I started the month with after I've paid salaries. Mm-hmm. I get a little bit—I don't know—cancelly. I start going through subscriptions and like challenging certain payments and stuff like that. So I, I totally get that, and I'm not like, you know, I'm not struggling to put food on the table. I'm just irritated by it, and you just get into that mood. So I can totally see why you would, why you would do that, and then a few weeks later I realize that I actually could quite like that spotify premium because i'm yeah. sick of adverts and you know i might resubscribe to certain stuff but um what have you seen mike have you seen
2: so anything I, yeah i'm a bit like sam so last year obviously i started all this in the midst of the start yeah. of the cost of living crisis the cost of living, yeah oh. um Please. <laughs> yeah so i started it in the the midst of that so a lot of my customer base is sort of more well-off people who can yeah. afford gardeners rather than getting a, a whole range of people and then people cut back and gardeners are first to go. So I, I did have one exactly the same as Sam where was cut in two weeks, front and rear garden, and then she wanted to go to sort of every month, and then she wanted to go to... um sort of every six weeks with her cutting it herself in the middle. And I was just like, nah, I'm I'm out. It never works
1: when people offer to do part of this.
2: It's not, it's not worth it. No, no. I mean,
0: I'm really horrendously strict for it. Like I'm really bad. Um, And uh, if I get a slight little sniff of, of like flakiness so yeah. to speak then I'm I'm out and the, I'm probably a little bit too ruthless um but it works and yeah. like so I will send out my hey we're starting mowing on the last week of January so this coming week I always yeah. send out like a bit of a hey hope you had a great Christmas um we'll be starting up first week of March um and I do it deliberately because that's when people are panicking about money the most and Good idea, I, like, yeah and I kind of it's a bit, of a, out, sick, it's a bit of a sick game though because you, you you kind of but then if they can't afford it in January they might not be able to afford it in July and that was kind of my theory that I'm getting rid of those that are potentially going to cancel midway through the season I mean, it's kind of not a test but it's kind of a way for me to check that they're okay to afford it, because if they can afford it, then they can afford it anytime they have just had Christmas. It's the longest time from since pay. It's gloomy. The grass hasn't really grown. It's it's the best time to kind of, for me, make sure that they're going to be a customer for the whole year, potentially yeah. potentially beyond that. It probably does mean that I cancel some people that maybe would feel, just because of my volumes, would maybe feel stupid to then come back to me and just maybe go to somebody else, but. I think that's collateral damage that I'm willing to take. Um, So I'm slightly in fear because I've not really, this hasn't really affected me too much. So when did the whole, so we had the fuel crisis first, didn't we? I can't really remember when that was, that was around summer, wasn't it? Yeah. It was quite warm when that was going on. It was the beginning of
2: summer, I think. Yeah,
0: diesel was like two pound or something stupid. And so that didn't really affect things too much. But the cost of living crisis with like the energy and stuff, that was towards the end of mowing season. So potentially there'll be quite a few people that are not going to come back to us at the end of this.
1: Um, I I think if you look at your customer base, and it's like my customer base the majority of them, vast, vast majority of OAPs. And they either can't do work or they've got no one to do the work and they want yeah. the house to be nice. So I think if you've got a steady customer base, you should be all right. But if you had a customer base where it's mixed age and it's probably like all before, because I know gardeners where they don't actually work for many OAPs. It's, it's you know, age 20 to say 50. Yeah. I think, that age group will probably fall into the flaky category because they might, you know, they might get the boyfriend to move the lawn and then they'll still yeah. buy that bottle of wine, you know, or have that takeaway opposed to say losing a takeaway and having us move the lawn. Uh, but again, with the OAP market, it's, you know, they, they are more used to sort of compromising and, you know, putting money aside. So, yeah if you look at your customer base that'll sort of determine what it's going to be like potentially.
0: So, yeah
1: to put a bit of context around that i'm not very heavily OAP. um I, because... I didn't know that. So i was mentioning it's just over gardeners I speak no to. no
0: no i'm so i don't do much work for OAP and there's no reason other than they usually want border work doing at the same time mm-hmm. they want full full service yeah, every yeah. single every single visit and I only do it as part of like a full clean up. So yeah, I'll, yeah, do yeah, your prop- but... I'll do your borders and everything. But we do your grass when we're around. And that tends to knock people off, to be honest. Um, and yeah, that that's the only reason. Um, I mean, I'm not worried worried. I'll just do some more advertising. There's all this money around. There's money everywhere, isn't there? So if I, I do... do
1: like us where we can keep a cost low. I think, obviously, if you ask an accountant or somebody who's trained with money, you know, they all say that if you're carrying a lot of debt uh, and you're sort of struggling as is, you know, I think it's going to be harder for people like that. Yeah. But I think for people, you know, where we've got a tight round, we've got, you know, a good customer base, we've got low odds, low overheads, I honestly think we'll be all right. I think the killer, and I've said this in one of my videos, is if we have the similar cozy Livy crisis and we have a heat wave, I think that's when we will start seeing work drop off from all age groups, no matter if you've got all OAPs or not. Because people, you know, they'll they'll see in a newspaper that there's a the cozy livy they'll see in a newspaper that the everything's going up, and they'll look outside and they'll see that the lawn hasn't grown or, you know, it's burnt off, and they'll be less inclined, shall I say, to uh, you know get you in to do stuff. And that's when people start saying, "Oh, can you come? You know, once a month, or it doesn't need doing." And you know, excuses like that, and they aren't going to water the lawn. Some people they don't want to water and maintain it, or they might not be able to, depending if there's a hose pipe yeah. ban, whatever. So I think that might be, you know, the hard time for us. But I genuinely think we'll be okay. From being honest with
2: you see I think it could go the opposite way so it might go to remember the start of Covid where everything everyone was sort of putting money into the houses and into the gardens and rather than going abroad for holidays they'd stay at home Um, I noticed a lot of family members putting money into getting the gardens done rather than holidays abroad Um. When the borders were open and everything. But I think I've got a feeling that people are going to want to put money into the gardens to make them look nice. If they haven't got much money, they'd rather spend a little money making the garden nice.
0: Instead of a holiday.
2: Yeah. Or instead of
0: one less holiday. Yeah. Yeah, it's a th- yeah, that's a good theory. I mean, that doesn't help regular maintenance, so does it? No. That's more the clean-up and the landscaping. Yeah. The landscaping and market. Well,
1: yeah it depends what industry you're in if you're able to i think us in our industry we're able to turn our hands to many things potentially yeah uh, so i think if we're there and we're present and we uh, know that we are up for doing you know different things shall i say so I, I i don't i hate painting fences but if somebody you know if there's a lean time and they ask me to do it i will do it you know i, I
0: so perfect fence painting right I've sent out the last five quotes I've sent for it. And I've only ever sent about eight in my life. I've got rejected for and purely on price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because it's just like this lady wanted me to paint. Like, I think it was about 20 panels. Like, it had taken me ages to do that. Mm -hmm. And like, I've priced it accordingly. I've priced it what usual like day rate. and. Day rate plus paint, plus you know whatever, and yeah, just yeah. I don't, I don't want to quote them anymore. because like people just, I, if I was to paint the living room, I could have probably do it in the same amount of time as I've done painting the garden fences. Yeah, if I'd have painted the living room, and I that I probably said, okay, it's really weird.
1: I don't offer it as a service, but if people ask me and it's a lean time. Then I'll oh, yeah, it. yeah, for a regular you know, customer. If they ask me to provide it, I'll product. Product. well, uh, I'll do it. Costable, yeah, As I'll just, I'll, I know as gardeners, we don't like saying about hourly, but I'll just put it on an hourly uh, and just tell them. And then if they want me to do a couple of hours painting a week, or you want oh, to right. do oh, okay. want, just do it slowly. Uh, oh, fair enough. Just just work with them. Uh, as I said, like my business model is slightly different to yours. I've worked... On, you know, being the local friendly, air quotes, gardener, you know, building yeah, yeah, yeah. where people can feel like they can ask, you know, they say, "Would you be interested in this?" And if it works out for me, I, I do it. It's it's like probably I, sounds a
0: little bit better than my like eight hundred pound quote or whatever it was. <laughs> to Paint all the fences. I guess it's the same amount of cost, isn't it just spread over a
1: exactly. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not a bad
0: idea, actually. To be fair,
1: just just saying, people know what they're getting, and you'll know after the first day. The first couple of hours, if they'll ask you to do it again, put it that way. Yeah, and you get paint all over <laughs> the winters and everything. They won't probably ask you again. But, you know, if you're efficient, but, you know, you make something it so it works for you, they should be fine with it, really.
0: So, in terms, obviously, none of us know how long this is going to take um, to come right again. But I kind of think it'll be as long as, because I don't think we're going to get out of this situation that quickly. Can you define what political coming point of right
1: view? means, though? What the what, sorry? Could you define what coming right means? So what do you mean when you say it's going to come Well,
0: right to a point where it's not in the media every day. It's. I think that's, I think that's, that's, the, that's the biggest thing. That's,
1: I think if we all put a tinfoil hats on, let me just get mine on. Uh, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but, it's they can get rid of things in the media. So, you know, it could be the cause of Levy, or it mm. could be the Ukraine, or it could be the NHS. You know what I mean? There's always yeah. something siphoning in and out. There's some people that think it's going to go back to what it was. So people think, oh, well, food will go back to being cheap. Gas will go back to being cheap. Electric will go back to being cheap. I think things will get cheaper, yeah. but it won't be like the, quote, good old days, you know. When no, I mean, I saw
0: 162 for diesel today. Ooh, what's that? For example, um, which I've not seen that low for ages.
1: I'll be honest with you. Diesel for me, I don't even look at it. Like obviously, you know, I won't be driving out of my way to go to say Shell and paying a lot more. Yeah. Fuel, isn't it? But if it's in my route uh, and I need fuel, I will pick it up. I'm not going to drive. You know, excellent. Oh no, I,
0: I wouldn't drive out of my way to, to, so, to fuel. It's but that's just, it just you know, caught my eye. That was
1: all. Yeah, I've never kept abreast of it. Like, I couldn't tell you what the price of diesel is around my area. Right. I honestly couldn't because it, if I need it, I need it. You know, if it's five pounds a litre, you know, and it's five pounds a litre everywhere, yeah. then I'm going to have to put it in, aren't I? Because. I oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. That's all. But I think it's never going to go back to quote normal. I, yeah. think, only get, I think this is the sliding scale. I think we're all, everything's going to keep going up. I think we just need to adapt to that and, you know, put a bit of money aside and just save, save, save. That's what I'm doing this year. It's all we can do at the end of the day, control our own destiny, you know, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And I guess in controlling your own destiny it's controlling your, your overheads
1: mm-hmm. and yeah. the cloth.
0: you know, there's, there, there's, there's a lot in there's. I mentioned in a podcast, I can't remember which one, but, um, that I've challenged a lot of
1: my overheads this year
0: and had some significant improvements. And I thought I was doing pretty well to begin with.
1: It's so, amazing if you sit down and give it some thought and time. I got really I angry. Sort of rain it back, if you yeah. get what I mean. It was
0: Mike's fault. He told me how cheap his car insurance <laughs> was, and it upset me.
1: Oh, no, my car insurance, is, <laughs> well, my van insurance is ridiculous. so I'm not even going to tell you. But, yeah, it is what it is.
0: Is it cheaper than £32 a month?
1: My van insurance, I have it with uh, the NFU. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Exactly. a little bit
0: more be reliable, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. You know, it's like, maybe it's a cup of coffee they make me want to go in and sort and of pay them, and, you know, maybe that's <laughs> what gets me, but... <laughs>
0: the sweet talking.
1: It is,
0: um, So, Mike, what's your plan moving forward for cost of living? Because yeah, uh, for those that don't know you're still part-time still part-time, with the intention time, yeah. of going f- slightly more this season and yeah. then full time the year after. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah um invest in the business okay. okay is my while I'm still getting a paycheck from yeah. a full-time or a part-time job and I can put money back into the business for when I go full-time Um so my plan is to obviously i've now got a new van
0: yeah
2: um so that was a, a fairly big investment yeah. i'm going to go switch over to all battery ego stuff that should help with sort of cost of fuel oil um etc and provide a bit more longevity in the equipment um so all my plans this year are based on longevity of equipment and vehicles and getting that prepared for when I go full time and I really need to watch the money. Yeah if that makes sense
0: Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I, I think the only the only thing is about fuel and batteries is you kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. yes the fuel's gone up but so's the energy prices. <laughs> so you kind of you can't really win either way. Um, to be honest with battery, the, all, the only thing is the
2: batteries haven't gone up in price. No. Yet.
0: Yeah.
2: And when you've got um, somewhere to charge them, that's not at your house. Yes,
0: that's yeah, but not that's sustainable. sustainable, is it? <laughs> is that,
2: <laughs> no. can't sustainable steel energy for the rest of your life.
0: The, um, and some people with batteries charge in <laughs> customs houses.
2: Yeah. I've seen that. On I've Facebook seen a lot, lot of that
0: on Facebook and stuff. Um, people get might get a little bit more sensitive now because the fuel price haven't actually gone, the energy price haven't actually gone up for me. They've actually gone down at the moment until they go up again in April. Yeah. I just wonder when it's going to, yeah. Because I think I if somebody was using my electric all the day, I'd be a bit like,
2: great. <laughs> so you caught quoting me
0: X amount. And now actually in the
1: background two months later, I'm going to be paying
0: even more. Yeah. I'm not
1: convinced the other day for an exterior clean and the woman wanted to know whether I would be using my water or her water for the exterior right. clean. And uh it's only cleaning the conservatory. And uh, she wanted if I was to use her water, she wanted a discount. Right. Uh, for the water. Now how much you use, you know, it's it's pent really, but as I said, it's biting, isn't it, with people, you know, but I don't charge my batteries at people's houses unless I need to. Yeah. Uh, I have seen posts actually where other people say that they do it regularly. Yeah. Uh, I suppose if, you know, it's a big place and they've got an outhouse with a plug in, they're not going to notice already, maybe. But oh,
0: yeah. I have got no opinion whether it's right or wrong. It's just not,
1: yeah. I just think might all the time. But then you know, <sighs> it depends it's... if it
0: depends if you factored it into the price do you know what i mean if it's like you kind of think well i haven't raised the price this year so i'll charge my batteries you know people can justify things in all sorts of ways can't they I just the um the discount for the water is a bit ironic yeah. though isn't it because what you're discounting you charge everybody for the you, like if you use everybody's water what there's no there's no need to do a discount is there
1: she Was just being very pedantic over things, uh, it, yeah, it was a joke that never ended up going anywhere. Uh,
0: no, it doesn't sound like it was the right fit anyway. It does it?
1: It? it was the fact that for how much the water it would be pence, literally, yeah, it's, it's it literally is, it's nothing. It's just, I don't, you know, what, what do you say in that thing? It's like, okay, then, well, I'll put something in writing for you and I'll get it sent over to you. And I never heard it back off, itself. Yeah. but. As I said, is that, you know, she's genuinely worried or is it just that she's very thrifty? I think it's the latter.
0: I think the people that I worry for that are in our situation is those that have been around for a few years and rely heavily on referrals because referrals come from conversations where people are wanting extra stuff. They're wanting this fixing, they're wanting that changing. And then they get referred that way. If people aren't doing that, they're not entering that conversation and the referrals might not come. I think if you are in that situation and you've not done anything other than referrals for a few years, probably need to look at your your advertising, get that dusted off again and just get stood on your soapbox a little bit this year and just really go to town on the, um, the marketing.
1: Well, I'll and tell think... you a little story what's happened to me where, I always I always advertise all year round. Even if I'm full, I'll advertise. And people think it's strange the fact that you're pending, you know, £10 a week on a newspaper advert when you're physically not sort of, you know, you, you're actually, you're not turning them away, but, you know, if you had to, you would probably would have to turn them away. Uh, yeah. I've never been full, full. I, you know, you could always... So if it was a choice between me having an evening off or me going to do a bit of gardening work in the evening, I'd slot that job in. Uh, but I always advertise pretty much most of the year. Obviously, over winter, it sort of quiets off a bit. Uh, but I have been pushing the exterior cleaning. But I had some bad news the other day where I had one of two of my best customers, they're moving house. And they live in separate houses, mother and daughter, and basically I'm at the daughter's house two days out of a month, and I'm at the mother's house for half a day every yeah. week. So I'm going to, peak summertime, I'm going to lose four days of work every month with these two customers moving house.
0: Yeah. And
2: so
1: why i keep advertising so even if i turn work away i can then you know ring back up even if it's a couple of months i call it patting the bushes where you basically just ring back people and just say look hi, spoke to you uh you know early in the month i wasn't able I'm, i've got free time now if you need anything you know very informal chat and uh that's why i keep advertising because you might be solid you know But it's like me, I've been fully booked all year, but how it's looking now is I've got four days a month to find during peak time, and that's a lot of money. And worryingly, for me, as the lady, the mother, she has me there probably half a day a week, pretty much every week, all year, even over winter. I will mow her lawn once a week, all year, because she likes the lawn striped, and there's other bits of stuff. So For me, I've got a big chunk of work to find. Uh, So I think, you know, even if you are at the top of your game, there's no harm in advertising. And unfortunately, if you're not a gardener or you're not self-employed, this is going to sound very callous, but I think as gardeners, we need to be looking at like eating the bottom, getting rid of the bottom and moving people up all the time because we can't carry the dead weight forever. So to have new people coming in, it means that we can keep sort of pruning the bad customers out in place of good customers. And I know it's a gamble. Sometimes you don't know what you're getting and people can promise you the world when they first, you know, they just want the lawn looking after or something like that. But in general, I think it's bonus to sort of keep advertising all year round.
0: Yeah, so I don't really do a lot of advertising, to be honest. and and I'm going to this year, um, but I got into a bit of a rhythm where I didn't bother much last year. And the only the only thing I used to do, and this works really well for me, is when I set out my schedule at the start of the year, I'll quite often set my schedule in accordance to that area's um, Facebook group's day where you can advertise your business. So if I'm in, let's say, East York, for example, we will make that route on Monday and that's the day that they do their business post because if I do get any inquiries, I can pop straight around and I'm already in the area. Yeah, that's um, bad. it's fair. Um, it's because it doesn't matter what day I do. I do, I do the route, but obviously I'll, I'll keep it all year. But yeah, so I'll marry it up with that and it just makes it a little bit more efficient for me. The Obviously, I do advertise for like, like hedges and cleanups and in December I'll advertise a little bit as well. But yeah, I don't think it's it does it definitely isn't enough to carry it all the year round. So I definitely will be. Going back to bad customers and kind of upgrading and I think there's gonna be a lot more this year. Yeah. I think what what you would have classed as I don't know, maybe bottom five percent, might be the bottom fifteen percent this year. And I think the only way you can mitigate that is by just by advertising a little bit more. And, um, we might need to be a little bit flexible with people depends where you're at. Um, I intend to carry on exactly how I am until the market tells me I'm wrong. Um, but it's worked for me so far and I'm going to continue to continue to do that. And I think the more you do it and the more regularly you, Cycle through the people that aren't quite as, you know, the bad bill payers. You know, you know all the bad signs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for one better word, it's um, yeah. And I, I think the more you cycle through that, the more regularly you cycle through it, the less pain you have in the long run. And, but I think even I think even me who does it quite regularly and is quite strict on certain stuff, I think it's probably going to find a lot more people on that list this year. And that's just something to be aware of. It doesn't particularly matter.
1: but I do um, agree with what you said. I do think the bottom, I think there's going to be more people trying it on this year. I think there's going to be more late payers. I think there's going to be more, you know, of the bad. I think it's going to be exaggerated. I think if you've yeah. already got a customer that's thrifty, tight, you know, penny-pinching, clock watching you know i think they're gonna get worse this year just by the nature of the beast yeah they just get worse Uh, but it's up to you like for me i have got a list of people unfortunately that they faffed me around last year they've not delivered on promises and i'll be honest with you i'm tempted to sort of you know not contact you know like basically explain to them uh, or basically not sort of message them because sometimes that's the easiest thing to do without sounding bad you know let them sort of make their own mind up why you have not told them that you don't want a garden for them, basically but what's stopping me at the moment is we don't know what this year is going to be like just yet uh, but at the same time if somebody is you know starting out or the halfway through the journey or full way through the journey it doesn't matter if it's the cost of living crisis or a fuel crisis. If you've got a customer that you hate going to or they make your life miserable or they're constantly late paying, you know, you don't have to put up with that. You're not in employment. You don't have to suck it up. You know, that £50, £100, £200, is it worth it? I don't think yeah. it is because, you know, yourselves, like bad customers, they start affecting good customers because they get in your head. They get you down. They get you questioning your own ability. That passes on to other people. So it doesn't matter whether it is is Cosy Livy, whatever. We've got to get rid of them. <laughs> We've also got to get rid of that word off this podcast. That's horrendous.
0: Caosi Levy. Brilliant That's horrendous. No, the uh, yeah, com- yeah, completely agree. I think there's um, there's a there's a. Sometimes we forget that we can do that. And it's quite, you know, you, you hang on to people. Um, I mean, I don't, know, but I see it a lot where people, like they've they've gone through this scenario and they've maybe done put a screenshot on like a Facebook group.
1: I'm And you read it, you read it, and you,
0: time time it and you work just work. like, as an objective person with no relationship to either the service provider or the customer, that, that relationship is dead, and it's been dead for a long, long time. And one of you didn't realise it, or maybe both of you. And yeah, I think I think I'm um, I think you've got two schools of thought. You either kind of you try and go out there and, you know, advertise, work hard, and just accept that you might have a little bit of downtime in certain areas to achieve slightly better results, a bit of a gamble, or you try and hold on to people and you know try and continue as normal and it depends what you what you wanted to do neither is wrong or right um i think yeah i think i'll be advertising a lot and i think i'll be continuing continue as normal and putting pressure on in terms of like you know the thing i talked about with january and stuff like that i think i'll just be continuing continuing perfectly as normal and yeah until the market tells me otherwise I think that's the right thing to do, in my opinion, for me. I
1: think people like us, I think we should be, in air quotes, fine. Uh, You know, it might not be the best year, but as long as we cover the costs and have profit, then, you know, we can have fun and stuff and enjoy ourselves. I think, you know, what is sort of success? But I think, you know, people like us, we should be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I agree um
0: what's your thought Mike, on um advertising for this year are you are you going to continue with the people that you've got because obviously you've got a very limited time
2: Yeah so obviously I' gain a day this year um, yeah. which I'll need to fill yeah so I'm going to advertise and see how that goes if I fill that day I'll drop another day.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
2: And fill that bay. And I'll so continue how, to you going, oh,
0: So you're going to go three days then?
2: So I'm going to go uh, coming sort of straight after paternity leave. I'm going to drop. Oh,
0: baby reveal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 <You're> Congratulations. <actually>. Um, <laughs> Cheers. I'm going to drop one bay.
0: Well, while, we're on, while we're on that mic, when, when when's baby due?
2: The worst time of year, fourteenth of March.
0: Oh, good.
1: That's well, that's January's the worst birthday, I think.
0: No, for start of the
1: season. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <Good luck.
2: laughs> um, that's so why, up, why
0: all that's why all yeah. my kids are born on Christmas Day. No, they're not really.
2: No. <laughs> so coming off the back of paternity leave, I'm going to drop a day, so that'll give me uh, potentially a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah. Um. If I can fill those two days up um, I'm going to try and keep one m- m- like mowing day um, alternate weeks and then the other for sort of odd jobs um, one timers stuff like that um, If I can fill those two days up I'll drop another day
0: Right
2: And then we'll play it by ear
0: Very good um, And how do you think cost of living will affect that? Or do you um, think it'll affect it in your area? Because you do you do live in a very, very affluent area I, where you are. But that doesn't always mean anything because it, some people that live in massive houses still can be terrible at paying yeah, bills and still it, don't have a lot of disposable income um, yes. compared with their lifestyle as a percentage.
2: So that it, it's very difficult to weed out people who are willing to spend the money and not willing to spend the money, even when... They live in big houses, um. So you've just got to sort of
0: trust well, them. Trust... Re- sometimes they reveal themselves. Sometimes well, when, in, yeah. when you when you're interviewing somebody, they tell you every tell you you know, they promise you the world, don't they? And it's the, yeah. the start of a, of a new dawn of you working with me, and then the oh, they, they go out and get drunk two hours later. Yeah. And then they're always on the stick out not they? So you can't, I'd say, yeah, yeah, it's, I you mean, can't always just things by a five-minute meeting. Yeah.
2: But. I mean, we'll see when we resume mowing and see who stays on, really. But sort of out the mowing regular maintenance, swim maintenance customers, I'd say probably 90 to 95% of I wouldn't have any concerns with them suffering through the cost of living crisis purely because of the the area that i'm in yeah um the houses that i tend to have picked up in the past year um are generally more affluent customers.
0: and it's just i guess a question to both of you do you think you'll see a shift from a gardener's perspective to moving from residential to commercial because it's guaranteed work and it's guaranteed pricing Do you think there'll be a lot of people eyeballing that side of the sector this year
2: i I think there will be a lot more people but your typical gardener i don't think will i think they'll just try and keep the same customer they'll try and keep the customers rather than go out and get new customers and i think that could be a mistake
0: what do you think sam Cause i see a lot of talk about commercial at the moment
1: everywhere I, i'm not a big commercial guy but my experience is two types of commercial there's the commercial what you've mentioned where you're in a proper commercial setting you'll lay something out to him you know give him a contract or give him a sort yeah. of fit time to me that'd be the golden ones but in my experience with commercial, of all the commercial properties I've been to, it's a, it's an agreement. So yeah, yeah once a month. Uh, I've been to properties where they're businesses, and they'll just have they'll have a gardener, but it'll just be like some chap who would just come and sort. Yeah, you know, like I went to one today. And uh, I said about the garden, and she says, oh, it's uh, one of our uh, ex-accountants or something just has done it, and she, but she's retired now. She's at retirement age. Uh, so they've just had like some little lady just, you know, just tidying everywhere. Right. Of uh, so I think it depends on which one is the full commercial. I think, by the nature, the first one, that's going to weed out the majority of like the bad gardeners out yeah. straight away so i think you know us quote good gardeners we should be able to slot into it fine yeah. if we can sort of find that work to begin with i think any one of us would slot into that no yeah problem. Just, but, seen a, uh, just seen
0: a lot of chatter and i don't know whether it's just because my eyes are drawn to it but i just seen a lot of chatter about commercial a lot more than i did this time last year i'm just wondering if people think if i'd have built my account. business business around commercial then the cost of living crisis wouldn't be quite as well you wouldn't be quite as worried about it because you've definitely it's, got it's, that guaranteed income i, I think can see
1: the sort of holy grail of work for one it's the one where you sort of see people putting out that they've got it but how many of these contracts are there? I, I think my experience, the contracts are only with like big, like schools, you know what I mean? Places that absolutely need it. Yeah. I think some people could say, get on at a, you know, a commercial yard or say where they've got, you know, units, workshops and stuff. And they might say, yeah, we need a once a month visit. But unless that's in writing, The bloke, you know, if a bloke's feeling the cost of living, you know, because every business is going to be affected, they might say, well, Luke, it doesn't look that bad, going to come this month. And and what you do? You're still in that boat, really. Yeah. But my experience, it's only the big places that will actually offer a contract. Everywhere else is just happy with an agreement, uh, you know, that you will do it once a month, once a fortnight. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's the places that... Don't have
0: somebody accountable for it that need a contract, but um, and, and then the bigger places, it's just from a liability standpoint, a, yeah, know, and it also it's to keep to keep certain people out as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Me personally, uh, if work came up for it, you know, if I got a tip off or somebody approached and said, right, we need you know to maintain this building and it needs to be done this time, this month, and you know we need this insurance off, yeah, then yeah, I'd look for I'd look towards getting it and completed it and, you know, putting a bid in and see
0: how we go. Yeah. It's always an an interesting debate because I've seen it a lot more and I feel like it'll be a bit more, I think there'll be more people going at it. I mean, to me, commercial is, you should only really go into commercial if you're ever thinking of selling the business, in my personal opinion, because obviously it makes the value of the business more saleable when you've got in contracts outside of that it's just you might not want to speak to people quite as much and that's the you know that i just stick in the residential market unless you've got plans to kind of scale or sell um, I
1: always commercial is like i said holy grail or the end game basically yeah. that's where yeah. people will you know they work their way up and then they, they can retire off it like you say they've got a, yeah. a proper business with proper contracts stuff that they can then you know, sell fixed income so they know what kit they can buy, they can budget. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I'd go for it if it come up. Yeah, yeah.
0: just just, interesting Here, see what you thought. Um, I guess to summarise cost of living then, we, um, generally the consensus is we think we'll lose a few people but we'll be all right.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think that's the shared across one, the majority of people, if I'm honest.
1: The biggest uh, one I've seen on groups at the moment uh is uh side hustles basically people asking about additional services uh it's normally very open-ended questions so it's what what additional service could i do well how do we know but uh that's the sort of big one where people are looking at you know offering different things and i hear some really far like really out there ones which i think you know what that could actually work so people I've seen on gardening groups and guttering groups where people are asked about oven cleaning. Right. Uh, I know. Yeah, it's Bonkers. so far out of like the remit for a gardener, but you know it could work. Uh, what was it? There was oven cleaning, carpet cleaning. Right. Uh, and then another chap. Best he was, stripes in town. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Another chap was inquiring about doing the yeah. dryer lint cleaning. Right. You know, where, I only thought that was in America, but you know, it's like I say. I think we should be, from, you know, open to uh, trying new things for customers and offering additional services. So, just have I'm to see gonna start
2: it. fixing people's cars
1: while doing the doing the lawns.
0: That's novel. Yeah, I might stick a mic in the face and ask him to do a podcast with me. Now, the um, no, um, I think generally we'll be okay. I think you might lose a few of a few customers. And I think, again, that's okay, but generally would be all right. But I think if you do your marketing and you kind of willing to maybe just be a little bit more flexible, which is something I need to take my own advice on, um, I think it'd be absolutely fine. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for coming on again, Sam. Yeah, um, it's good. We'll that we wanted it. a different perspective on um what people Becausey. thought was gonna happen this year. Sorry, Mike.
2: The Cosy Livy.
0: Cosylivy, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, each of us vowed never to say that word again. Horrendous. <laughs> Thank you guys. See you later. See ya. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you would like to share your grassroots story, then please be sure to email us at thegrassrootspodcast@gmail.com podcast at gmail and we'll be sure to get back to you and hopefully get you a scheduled slot. We'd love to hear your story. Alternatively If you've enjoyed today's show, then we really would appreciate a well-worded five-star review on whichever platform you tuned in from. Thank you very much. Catch you in the next one.